Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Good afternoon and welcome into the rundown. It is the Friday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Excited to get the show going today. And I tell you what, we're going to kick it off right. We got some fights tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Actual live sporting events. And it's not Korean baseball. It's not weightlifting. It's not the stuff from the Ocho. This is an actual event tomorrow night. Why not bring my buddy Matt Branscom in to join us to talk about the fights? Our fight correspondent, Matt Branscom. Matt, thanks for joining the show today, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. And glad to actually be talking about a sport that's about to happen within 24 hours. I know, or right? 36 hours. I, I have to ask, have you been watching some of the crazy sports that are out there? Uh, have you been watching the Korean baseball? I have not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I've been catching up with trash TV with my wife. <laughs> I, uh, Ozark wasn't trash TV, but watched a bunch of that. And last night, we uh, watched the episode of the Outer Banks, which was filmed in Charleston. Oh, yeah. We uh, watched all all that my yeah, wife and I've been doing the pretty, same. Thing. Actually, a pretty good show. It's not that bad. H- have you been doing the other things? You've been doing the Tiger King. Yes, finished that right off the rip. Right or, off the rip. I mean, I mainlined it. Mainlined it. Just <laughs> went right through it. It's funny because I just I don't see like normally I don't think you and I would watch stuff like that. No, and what what, what the the bad thing about it is you you started that in the beginning of quarantine thinking I'm going to just buzz through this because quarantine is going to be like a week. Yeah. Quarantine is going to be two weeks long. You yeah. know, I can, I can, if I'd have known that it was going to be as long as it's been, I would have savored <laughs> it. I would have watched one, one episode one week, moved it out to the next week. That's what I'm doing with this uh, Michael Jordan uh, documentary. I'm only watching like one a week. By, by the way, uh, speaking of the Jordan documentary, uh, Sam Smith, who's been a guest on the show, the, uh, the writer who wrote the Jordan Rules was on a podcast uh, yesterday, and he said that uh, there were reports that Horace Grant, the former Clemson legend, if he did not play well when he got on the plane, Michael Jordan would tell the stewardess, "Don't feed him." Oh my God, that's he didn't hilarious. play. He didn't play well. Don't feed him. Horace looks like the kind of guy that wouldn't put up with something like that. And his persona yeah. on the on the court, like those through all those years he was there with the Bulls, didn't seem like he was the guy that was getting pushed around. <laughs> I just don't. I, I, and that's the thing too. And like uh, Shannon Sharp said yesterday on uh, on Undisputed, he goes, I, "I'd fight him. Yeah, I'd fight him from the start. He'd have to." beat me, yeah. or, and I'd keep going back until I beat him. You're not keeping food from me after just because I had a bad game. But when you're the air, when you're the airness, when you're the big guy, right. I mean, you've got to play those mind games with those young bucks coming up, because that's that's how you keep them from nipping at your heels. Uh, but I, I'm with you on that. The Horace Grant looks like he would slap his mama for a rebound Seriously. in a nanosecond, and I don't think that he if And that, I think that was one of the interesting things. When he went to Orlando, he wanted to get back at Jordan. I think right. that was kind of the big thing, too. But uh, check out that full uh, thing. It's up on my blog page. 
page at foxsportsradio1400.com. And, of course, Terrence Oglesby, the, uh, another Clemson great, will be with us on Monday as uh, we uh, go back over the, the past uh, couple of episodes. And apparently this week, Episode 7 and 8 is basically Jordan mocking people in practice. That's awesome. So, I mean, I'd watch two hours of that. Yes. Hey, 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 you, you missed your last three threes. Get the hell out of here. That's the kind of stuff Jordan would do. Do you do you remember back in like early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, where there was there was documentary after documentary on Michael Jordan? Oh yeah. And so like I watched all of them. I even remember watching one. Um, it wasn't the Come Fly with Me one. It was the one after that. I watched it at the IMAX with Xavier when he was really young. my son Xavier. Xavier. When he, really, when he was really young. And I was thinking when I saw this, what they were putting this out on ESPN. I was like, what else could we learn? What else could we see? No, yeah. it's been fantastic. It's been completely fantastic. Yeah. It's it's appointment watching. Yeah. Especially during this, uh, what we're dealing with with the quarantine. But I got to ask you because there's a lot of things going on with UFC. Three fights scheduled in eight days. Tell uh, tell the folks that are listening why that's uh, why that's happening the well, way it is. When the UFC made the deal with ESPN, they are on the hook for a certain amount of fights, um, a certain amount of events per year. Per calendar year, and my gut feeling is, is they're having to rattle out these ones back to back to back like this, so that they can meet that quota. Because they're making their big money now, not off of attendance, but off of this deal with ESPN. Right. You know, TV money is the big money. That's where you're making it. So they don't mind. I'm sure it's still a big hit to them by doing it without people in attendance. But they're they're trying to make their money, you know, and make sure they they make good on their contract yeah. with ESPN. Yeah, and then that that's kind of important. If you don't have enough events, ESPN can pull the money. Yeah, I mean. It's as simple as that, and they're already taking that's my that gut hit. Peeling. I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen that somewhere, but I'm imagining. Well, I mean, the math, the math makes sense. You right. have X amount of events to get to. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So, but um, have you have you been following along with? What they're doing as far as uh, social distancing and everything else heading into these fights? They said they have it completely under control. They're testing everybody that's going to be in the fight camp um, prior to going down there. And then they're, of course, testing everybody once they get there and then again at the show. I believe that's that was the three levels that they were doing. And they're using... Um, some sort of protocols that they got from USADA to get it done and right. and for it to be safe for everybody. Uh, you know, I wonder, though, if, if I'm a fighter, if I want them doing all of this stuff to me, and if that's going to affect some fighter's psyche. Uh, I think it might. I think these guys are just chomping at the bit. I mean, these are going to be good paychecks for them. Um, they're going to be good exposure because there's nothing else going on right now. Imagine you're the only you're the only show in the United States that's being put on right now. Yeah, but I mean, it's funny because they're going out into basically a crowd of nothing. It's almost like uh, the Ultimate Fighter fights. Remember when they had those in the beginning where I hope they'd they... walk out and it'd just be them in their corners and that's about it? Well, that's how it was for all 23 seasons. You know, yeah. and that's how they also started it on the. Um on the Contender Series, where it was only a f- you know a few people in there, and they actually started bringing in more people because it is kind of jarring um, to have a fight going on where you can hear the heavy breathing, you can hear the corners yelling, you know each corner you can hear perfectly clearly what, what they're, they're saying, what yeah. they're saying, and you can you can hear the 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 slaps from the fighters and everything so much closer. It, it's almost eerie, and I'm wondering if they're going to have some sort of ambiance noise or something to kind of 
fill that in so so it's not you know the big stages that's it's going to be odd i would think for and, and this is just me if i'm on the pay-per-view end of it i'd want my corner mic'd hard and i'd want to hear everything i think that would be cool for for me as a as a viewer i'm not sure if they'll do that mm-hmm. but it would be interesting just to see because i like to hear uh what what's coming from each corner but you know you've said this to me before from a wrestling standpoint the corner's just basically saying go get them basically right and you know right. they may be telling them hey you know move your arm this way or that way or whatever but but still i mean i think that's something if we can't have the crowd that's something different but um i noticed that um i read something about uh, donald cerrone cowboys fighting in this and he said that he's basically getting on a bus and he's staying on his bus mm-hmm. until it's time to fight it's he's a- gonna do his way in do the testing and that's it but the funny thing is this is this is the way he's like to do it all along yeah like he brings his bus with him wherever he goes they stay outside you don't they don't normally get you know if they do they get a big house away from the event and they stay away from every this is where he likes to do it and this is a short notice fight and this is cowboy cerrone's wheelhouse this is how he likes to do it he ends up coming up short i believe and this is just me playing you know dime store sports psychologist here but he, he when it comes to the big fights like the last mcgregor fight and whatnot when he's got time to think about it when he's got time to sit and stew i think he gets in on himself and he makes it harder for himself than it really is but when you put him in these situations where it's short short time it's it's hey bud you, you ready to rock and roll and he says yes i'm ready to rock and roll he, he he's like okay it you know f it and go and that's yeah. and that's what that's that's when he that's when he thrives. So I think this this will be a good a good showcase for him. Well, but I have to ask though, he's lost his last three fights. He's getting up there in age. I mean, if if uh, if uh, Pettis, I think that's the guy he's fighting, uh, you know, can can has his number. This may be the end for Cerrone. I doubt it will be the the end end for Cerrone, but it, it's getting close. His stock to will it. fall though. And remember, Pettis is also kind of on a on a slide. I think he lost his last two, um, but. Pettis has beat him before by by body kick knockout in the first round back in 2013. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, the main event for this card, uh, for the uh, the event on Saturday, is um, tell us a little bit about the actual main event. Okay, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. Tony Ferguson was on the schedule to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov, I think for the fifth or sixth time. <laughs> everybody in the world wanted to see the fight. And, of course, everybody said there's no way something's going to come up and this fight's going to be put off again for the sixth time and then lo and behold COVID comes around he ends up getting a filler fight with Justin Gaethje and everybody in the MMA sphere is wondering why in the world would you take this fight you know I know he's probably getting a huge payday out of it right. but Justin Gaethje is one hard dude known for his vicious leg kicks he's a, he's a D1 uh, all American wrestler um, comes to fight every single time so You've got two fighters out there that are just bleed fighters, and I don't see there's any way that this is going the distance. You know, there's another fight that's on here that that's a little bit uh, not necessarily interesting to me, but uh, Greg Hardy is now in the UFC. Now I remember this guy being in the NFL, and when he went to UFC and he started doing this, I'm thinking this just looks like he's trying to collect his money, and I don't really take him seriously as a fighter. Are, are you telling me I'm out? Would you tell me I'm out of my mind for that, or, or do you think he's cut? out for the UFC. He he is a legitimate fighter in that he has walked into the cage multiple times now and put his 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 
pride, his health and his safety on the line against another man. Uh, do I believe he belongs on the main card of a UFC pay-per-view event? No. Uh, it's funny, I was actually complaining about this to Matt Catalano, who he used to do a podcast with a while ago, and the first thing he sends back was, uh, I can't believe you're complaining, we're actually going to get to see a live fight. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay. So, you know, it, it's, it does you, not make me happy would... that Greg Hardy is on the main card and that Donald Cerrone and Anthony Pettis isn't there. Right. Greg Hardy, I, I can't knock him for for going out there and fighting. I mean, that's what he wants to do now. Right. He's doing it. But do I think he belongs on the main card? No. Well, and that was going to be my next thing. I mean, I would pay, I would pay money to see uh, to see Cowboy fight, but I don't think I would pay to watch Greg Hardy fight. Exactly. Are you feeling the same way? Yes. Or watch Carla Esparza versus Michelle Waterson would be a better fight for me on the main card. Uh, Carla Esparza, former uh, champion, Michelle Waterson, a perennial draw in the UFC. So I yeah, don't know. and it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, and like I, I've never actually watched Hardy fight. I mean, I've seen the highlights and stuff like that, but from beginning to end, I've never really watched this fight, but I will be watching tomorrow night, and it, it is on the pay-per-view he, card. So. He is super athletic. You can tell he is a super athletic. Uh, he, he's he's fast with his hands. Obviously not going to be as technical as somebody that's been doing in the, this their whole life, but the athletic disparity, disparity between him and most of his opponents has been evident. But he also does gas. So... I don't see him if he doesn't knock uh, Jorgon out in the first, you know, minute and a half, two minutes. I see yeah. it to be it, he'll either win a sloggy decision or end up. Doesn't that happen a lot though with the heavyweights though? They go out there no. and they're so big. Well, I mean, I, I think I think that there are some heavyweights so that kind of get gassed a little bit though. Yeah, but your upper echelon ones are going to be able to make it through that second and third round. They're get, they're get, they're going to know how to. Um, I don't want to say stall, but they're going to they're going to slow it down and make it, you know, make it their pace. Right. So yeah, I get you. That makes sense. You know, and if they keep the fight in their realm, um, another good example of that on this card we have Francis Ngannou, a monster heavyweight, uh, has knocked out the best of him. He's only got a couple of losses in the UFC, and he's going up against another monster, Rosin Struick. If y'all haven't, <laughs> if y'all haven't seen either one of these guys fight before, please look them both up. They're going to be the feature fight on the card, and it's two monster guys. Both of them can hit. And both of them have never been knocked out. So, yeah, and it's it's uh, the the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. Exactly. Basically, very interesting fight. Uh, you mentioned before you came before we went on the air earlier that uh, one guy missed weight by five and a half pounds. Who was that? Jeremy Stevens. Um, he's fighting Calvin Qatar in this fight, and he came in uh, the weight class is one forty five. He weighed in at one hundred and fifty point five this morning. Um, that's a, that's a big disparity. How the hell does that happen, though? I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, can can you blame that on the COVID or? I mean, five pounds sounds like a lot to miss for weight when well, you're a professional when fighter. You, when you see something like like a five pound miss, right. What what they decided, what their camp decided, most likely was the night before he's not going to be able to make it. Um, he was he was probably hovering around that 151, 152. The hardest pounds for for a fighter or a combat athlete to lose anybody. To with Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
to lose is those last, you know, five pounds, those right. last three to five pounds. Those are those are the brutal ones. Those are the ones where you've what, already you've already shed most of your easy water. What do you weight. think he's walking around at? If he's at one fifty and a half, he's probably walking around at a buck sixty. Would you agree? Oh no, if he's fighting at one forty five, he's he's walking around between seventy and eighty five. That's what they. Yeah. yeah, typical. But I mean, they yeah. they shed all that weight to go down. I mean, yeah, that's they, crazy. They'll, they'll start shedding uh, fat and a little bit of muscle leading up to it, and then they'll they'll really strip out fifteen, almost twenty pounds of water. I mean, what happens if a guy misses weight? So normally it's a 10 to 15% purse uh, of your purse goes to your opponent. But your opponent is not obligated to fight you unless it, like it's going to be on him. And of course, I imagine the pressure in that situation is pretty bad. They're like, "Hey, we're going to give you fifteen percent more. You don't want you don't want us to lose a fight or anything. You know, come on, companies rely on you. You know that they're going right. to lean on you that way. But you know, he's going to get ten or fifteen percent of the other guy's purse. Sometimes I've seen him negotiated up as high as twenty, twenty-five percent if the guy missed by five to ten pounds. You know. Yeah, but how big of a difference does that make though for people that don't really follow? It's, I remember I saw a stat like over the last two or three years, it was somewhere around like ninety percent of the time the guy that didn't make weight won. Wow. And I don't I, it might have been just for one year and it might have been two years ago but but that was in in that time frame when it was um, it was when the UFC had first gone to uh, early morning uh, Friday weigh-ins. Right. They used to do their weigh-ins in the afternoon, and they would they would do the actual weigh-in in front of the whole crowd and everything. Then they moved it back to where they do the uh, weigh-ins early in the morning, the official weigh-in, and now they do a um, like a, uh, a fan friendly way in, yeah, way in where they the come out there. They're not even really, you know, they're jumping on a scale, but they're just doing it just so people could take pictures and yell and they say something in the mic and they face off and whatnot. But when they first went to that early morning one, um, a bunch of fighters started missing weight, and it was it was more than the year before. Right. Uh, I guess it had to do with the the fact that uh, fighters weren't used to having to make weight. Basically, you would have to be really really close to weight by ten o'clock at night so you could go to sleep, and then if you were you know had to cut more weight, you'd have to get up at four o'clock in the morning wow you know so they so they were having to adjust their schedules or whatnot so for the most part you know having that extra weight on there having that not having to have stripped that last little bit off off of your body is going to be a definite advantage it it is interesting though i mean they they have to make weight and then what but when i hear that somebody didn't make weight to me it's like i mean you blame the corner you got to blame somebody that's just it's just tough when you really think about it it's it's not all the time it's not necessarily someone's fault it doesn't always come off easy there are going to be times where it's just not going to come off your body like you thought it did you might have you know you might have had a bad travel you might have had a bad thing it's not necessarily i wouldn't just like blame it on especially jeremy stevens who, who doesn't miss weight a whole lot he hasn't done it a whole lot in his career right you know henry cejudo who's on the uh who's the uh the co-main event tonight the champion at, at, at 25 and 35 they're fighting for the 35 belt um he when he first went down to 25 he missed it like three or four times in a row and he's an olympic gold medalist in wrestling at 118 pounds so you know i mean sometimes guys got, just got to get into figure out how to do it right right and, and, and making weight there's there's an art to that isn't there oh yeah, yeah definitely and you you have people now that just they they live that's their living as they they they're there to have people help people cut weight all right well let's move on real quick here ufc fight night smith versus uh Teixeira. that's the uh the main event for the wednesday night card that looks like that's an interesting bout down there in jacksonville yeah and I, unfortunately i haven't even checked out that card yet but um you know glover Teixeira and and smith are always both perennial 
great fighters have been in the UFC both now for a long time. Both of them either fought, both of them have fought for the title. Neither have won it. But yeah, it'll definitely be a, a slobber knocker. And then the uh, on the fight night a week from this Saturday, uh, Overeem versus Harris. Those guys, those guys are going to brawl. That'll be fun. Um, just. To, to circle back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, if y'all want to see something disgustingly brutal, check out uh, Rosin Chaz, the, the the heavyweight that's fighting on the on uh, 249's card. Watch his knockout of Overeem. Yeah. Split his lip completely up his face where his lip was hanging off half the side How of his head. Feel that? Overeem was back the next week, and whatever they did, the glue or whatever, looked exactly the same as he did before. It was it was so strange. But yeah, he's going to be out there with uh, uh, Harris, who is a great fighter. It's I'm, I'm just happy that we're going to be able to have some fights and yes. i'm really looking forward to uh to catching some of these three events in eight days man dana white is a uh, hardcore he, he wanted yeah. to be the first and he, he said it with si a couple days ago somebody's got to go first yeah and the, the crazy thing is that the sports world is going to follow what he's doing they're going to look at it as sort of like a petri dish mm-hmm. of this is what they did this did this work did this not work and i guarantee you if there's anything that goes wrong saturday they'll have it fixed by wednesday for their next next set of events. So uh, I, I admire Dana White for doing that and trying to uh, bring some normalcy back. Hopefully uh, no one's affected by the virus as they uh, go down for these events. I, I don't think there's any way that there will. And, and I, I can't wait to tune into all three of these events. You're going to look forward to it. Are you going to tweet out about these while you watch or do you not do that? No, I like to sit at home, <laughs> sit at home watch part, partake of far too many adult beverages to be <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> I, I love people that uh, that actually uh, that, that tweet during some of these things. But yeah. I'm sure you'll have some stuff out uh, on uh, throughout the week uh, through your your various yes, social sure. media needs. So, all right, but Matt, thanks for joining us today on the rundown, man. Looking forward to the fights. All right, thank you, bud. Matt Branscombe joining us here on the rundown to break down the fights. Looking forward to tomorrow night. I tell you what, I think uh, tomorrow night's uh, the buy rate. The people that are going to be. Uh, Trying to steal the feed on Twitter, however they do it, is going to be outstanding. I mean, outstandingly high. It's not good to steal the fights. I never said that. But it's going to be interesting. We'll see how that works out tomorrow night. We'll take a quick break when we come back. Apparently, Michael Jordan wasn't nice to Horace Grant. We'll talk about that and a lot more in just a moment. You're listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. It's great that you would uh, take some time and hang out with us today. Got a lot of good stuff we're going to uh, get into today. But first, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, we have the Michael Jordan documentary coming up this weekend. Matt and I talked about it in the first segment a little bit. And I said that I would uh, come back to this. Sam Smith, author of The Jordan Rules, was on a podcast earlier this week. And he was talking about Horace Grant, the former Clemson great. And uh, here's what he said on the podcast about how Michael Jordan would keep food from Grant if he, uh, 
didn't play well. Check this out. Players had come to me over the years and said, uh, you know, he did. You know, he said this, uh, you know, he took Horace's food away, you know, on the plane because Horace had a bad game. He told the stewardesses, don't feed him. He doesn't deserve to eat. You know? And so they would tell me stuff like this, and they say, well, why don't you write this? And I said, well, I can't write it unless you say it. I'm not, you know, I don't do, you know, league sources. You can't do that kind of stuff on these kind of things. So if you want to quote, you know, if you want to quote it, I'd be glad. I'll write anything, you know. I got no problem with that. No, 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 we can't say that. You know, it's Michael Jordan. Yeah, there you go. Sam Smith, who's been on our show before, but didn't tell us that story. It's uh, interesting that uh, Sam Smith comes up with that and... You know, that's something that we won't see in the uh, the last dance. So I thought we'd talk today about uh, some of the biggest jerks in sports. We'll get into that in a moment when we have our list here at 3.30. But do you put this past Michael Jordan? I mean, he got that from several different people. Obviously, never put it out on the, on the print. But... Still, kind of crazy when you sit and think about it, um, that he basically said, uh, yeah, don't, don't feed him. So, not, uh, not the move you want there from Michael Jordan. Eight zero three nine seven eight one eight three two eight zero three nine seven eight one eight three two is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon... Here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Appreciate Matt Branscombe joining us earlier today to go over the uh, the fights coming up tomorrow. I'll tell you what, man. I think people are going to be over the moon ready for these fights. Not even, even people that aren't really big UFC fans. I think people just in general are going to be like, look, it's time to go. I'm ready. I'm ready to see something. So, yeah, we'll see how those fights work out. Uh, I know I'm jacked up for that tomorrow. Uh, the list coming up at 331, the biggest jerks in sports. You know, I mentioned Michael Jordan just a minute ago telling Horace Grant, you can't have food on the plane if you don't play well. He'd tell the stewardesses that. Don't feed him, according to Sam Smith. What a jerk move. Yeah, this guy just played. You know, he needs some actual nourishment on the plane. No, no, he, he doesn't get to eat. Because uh, he didn't play well. <laughs> wow. Look, I never doubted Michael Jordan's ability on the court, but as far as being an over-the-top jerk, he is right there in the top three, in my opinion. 803-978-1832, I'll give you my top five jerks in the world of sports overall coming up at 331 here. After our break at 331. But, yeah, Michael Jordan did that. Full write-up and uh, the full podcast is up on the blog page at foxsportsradio1400.com where you can uh, read about how Horace Grant was basically punked by Michael Jordan. And, you know, as we were talking about earlier, Horace Grant's a big guy. It's not like it's going to be a big, uh, big spectacle if uh, Horace goes out there and just tells Jordan, no, nah, I'm not having it. Jonathan Reynolds, former host of a program here, but now he is actually saving souls. Appreciate him checking out the program. Currently, LeBron is the biggest fraud jerk. Probably a few Braves. He's trying to poke fun at me for being a Braves fan. Will not have it. Will not stand for it. 
Jonathan Reynolds is just upset because all of his teams pretty much suck. Uh, anyway, you can feel free to call in at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. would love to hear your biggest jerks. You could do biggest frauds, too. I would go with, uh, you can make the argument that LeBron James is the biggest fraud. I'll, you can make the argument that LeBron James is the biggest fraud. I'll definitely buy that. I love the people who tell me, but LeBron James, he took a team with Booby Gibson to the finals. Uh, the reality is, is that the, the year that he went to the finals, the East was absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. The, that entire conference sucked. Okay? So, yeah, he went to the finals, but it was almost by default. They they beat a Pistons team that won 52 games. It's ridiculous. People, well, he took a team with Booby Gibson to the finals. Stop it. Then they went into the actual finals where they played a team from the Western Conference and they got slapped. That's what happened there. So you can definitely make the argument that LeBron James is the maybe the biggest fraud in sports. You can You can definitely go down that road. I used to be in the camp that it was Cam Newton. Cam, uh, Cam Newton doing his thing, but uh, but a lot of that was because of the way he acted after the Super Bowl. So yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. My five biggest jerks slash frauds coming up on uh, after our break here on the rundown. Don't forget, podcast for the show will be up uh, this afternoon about five o'clock. Don't forget Teddy Hefner in the mornings from nine to noon. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. He will have you uh, squared away and ready to go from 4 to 6 today. He's, of course, jacked up on Red Bull and Bubblegum and uh, happy to uh, help you out on your ride home. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Strap in. It's time for the list. The list this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Uh, biggest jerks in sports. We'll take calls on this in a moment at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. But we're, we're, we're uh, keying this off from what Michael Jordan did to Horace Grant. Apparently, The Last Dance, Episode 7 and 8, it's just going to be a lot of Jordan just basically yelling at people in practice. Now, I think there's a big difference between being competitive and being a jerk. There's thousands of things he could have done to Horace Grant, like... Uh, you know, besides telling the stewardess, don't feed him. What a jerk move that is. But these are the five biggest jerks I uh, I think right now that when I think of in the sports world, yeah, those guys are uh, just complete idiots. All right. So here we go. Number five. At number five, number five for me has to be uh, Ronda Rousey. And I'll tell you why. Ronda Rousey, when she is a fighter, she's in the ring, she does her thing, and she was one of the trailblazing females 
of all time in, in the UFC, okay? I'm not taking anything away from what she did in the UFC, so let's make sure we understand that. Then she decides to go and be a professional wrestler with the WWE. I know the WWE isn't exactly real fights. I get it. But she basically came out chastising the WWE fans and basically, you know, calling them this, calling them that at not exactly what, uh, when you hear of her story and how she bounced back from being a gold, a gold medalist in the, uh, or excuse me, a bronze medalist in the Olympics. And all of a sudden, then she starts, you follow that, and you're like, wow, this is great. She came from obscurity, ended up being a great female fighter, but then she turns out, and she is an absolute, uh, just not very nice to people. So Ronda Rousey at number five. Number four. Number four on the list, I've got Floyd Mayweather. Now, once again, I'm not questioning Floyd Mayweather's stuff in the ring. You know what? But I will question Floyd Mayweather's stuff in the ring. When he fights people, yes, he can make an argument that he fought uh, Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez was just basically starting out in his career. If he got into a ring right now with Canelo Alvarez, Alvarez would pound his face. Okay? But that was the thing with Mayweather. He was very selective on when he boxed guys. Okay? Especially towards the end of his career. He would get guys that were over the hill or guys who have not gone all the way up the hill yet. And he would definitely take advantage of that. So, you have to have Floyd Mayweather on the list somewhere. Men's, uh, excuse me, uh, Mayweather checks in at number four. Number three. I'm going to go with uh, sports agents in general. Lying, that's what they do. Telling their clients they're worth more than they actually are. Can't stand sports agents. And and I know that people need representation. I get that. But sports agents have essentially ruined sports, in my opinion. I I just, every time I hear a sports agent talking about, well, we need to have this and that for my player and him. He needs to be in the top 5% of the league. No, he doesn't. Stop it. That's why they're at number three. Number two. Number two on the list this afternoon. Biggest sports jerks. Okay. And these are just mine. You can have your own, by the way. I'm going to go with another one. Uh, John Jones, uh, one of the greatest MMA competitors of all time. Unstoppable force in the UFC, but you can argue that fame and fortune have uh, kind of screwed with him a little bit. Several run-ins with the law. Had a hit-and-run accident when she smashed into a pregnant woman's car and then fled the scene. You're not exactly a good person when you do that. So there you go with that. John Jones at number two. And number one. Number one for me, and, and this is just uh, just because I don't like him, Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger has been on the receiving end of multiple sexual assault allegations, never formally convicted. Uh, that's because he paid them off. I think he's one of the biggest jerks in sports Period. So there you go with that. That is my list this afternoon. Biggest sports jerks in in, in sports. There you go. Feel free to give us a call at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown, Beth says Steve Spurrier is hers. Yeah, you know what? You can make that argument. Uh, Spurrier like to uh, to taunt people. 
uh, and, and and I think that I think he taunted Dabo Sweeney up at Clemson a little bit. I think that, and he actually said this. Uh, what was it? A couple months back, or maybe it was back at the end of last year with Josh Kendall from the state, who's now with the athletic. Yeah. One of the reasons he left, he could see the tide turning up there with Clemson. He wasn't going to be able to go up there and and slap Clemson around. Gamecock fans, I'm sure, I mean, miss Spurrier big time. Always, It seemed like they were always respectable when he was here. You know? And he could could gut them to two or three wins a season by himself. We'll see how Will Muschamp does this season. I'm not on the Will Muschamp train. I think that... um, I think he's had enough time. I think there's a lot of Gamecock fans that feel that way, too. But getting back to our biggest sports jerks, that's my five. You can make an argument for several others. Bill Romanowski, everybody hated that guy. People hate Mike Vick. He was loved until he had the whole dogfighting ring, and there are people now that they're still upset, even though he's done his time and he's tried to... uh, you know, um, make amends with folks. There are still people like, he fought dogs. I'm not dealing with Michael Vick at all. He's definitely one of the people, though, that are up there. There are people that don't like Terrell Owens. You can argue that, too. Um, O.J. Simpson, everything that he did, you could consider him one of the biggest jerks in sports. I'll buy that. Uh, Tiger Woods, you know, I think that there's there's definitely a section of women that are off of the Tiger Woods train simply because of uh, what he did with his uh, with his wife, and I, th- I I think before then he was so crystal clean that everybody loved him, and when they could see that imperfection in him, I think there was a section of people that were just like so stunned by it that now there are people that cheer against him. And uh, you can argue that Tiger Woods should be on the list. One one guy that was close on my list, but I didn't uh, put him there, is Bryce Harper for the Washington Nationals. I just can't stand Bryce Harper. Can't stand him. I mean, I wouldn't buy him a beer and in, in, in a bar to watch a game with him. Just can't stand Bryce Harper. So that's mine. If you ha- have a set of the uh, the folks that you think are more on the end of uh, being the biggest jerks. We can also do the biggest frauds. You can argue that, too. Biggest frauds in sports. We'll take calls on that at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call if you want to join us on The Rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Appreciate the folks checking us out there. Podcast, we'll be up about 5 o'clock today. If you want to check that out, we would love to uh, have you check that out as well. Listen to that over the weekend. People listen when they're in their car, listen when they're uh, cutting grass, or so I'm told. You can do that too. Podcast is there for you uh, for the rundown whenever. Also, blog page is up. If you want to see the whole story on Horace Grant, Basically, uh, Michael Jordan telling him, eh, you don't get to eat. You didn't play well. That's on the blog page, including the audio from uh, Sam Smith, who was on our show, too. But uh, you can check that out on foxsportsradio1400.com. Still taking calls, too, on the biggest jerks. 
in sports. Um, there are several sites that have different top tens when I was looking at this. Um, some people didn't like Lance Armstrong. Crazy. LeBron James is up there. Terrell Owens. Barry Bonds. Who's your favorite jerk? Not favorite jerk. Who's the one you think is the biggest jerk? We'll take calls on that this afternoon. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number for the rundown. Here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. My name is Rob Sanders. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. More of the rundown in just a moment. Welcome back into the rundown, the Friday tradition. It is some Tom Jones. Enjoy it, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Jones Friday for our guest columnist on the blog page at FoxSportsRadio1400.com, Trey Gunnels. Uh, Trey is an astounding 70 years old today. Let's clap it up for Trey as uh, he gives us some great stuff to uh, read on the website. We appreciate that. Happy birthday, Trey. Enjoy yourself some Tom Jones. You know what, though? Before we get out of here, i got to mention something today that uh, came out. Of course, I'm talking about... This came out today from uh, Stadium Sports. You know, at one point, there was a hard line that students had to be on campus to play college sports in the fall. That's how the Power Five commissioners were were all aboard on that. Now they're kind of wavering a little bit. Big 12 commissioner Bob Bowlesby, excuse me, says going to class in an online sense is satisfactory. There's room for that to happen. School has to be in session, and student-athletes have to be going to class. Um, something else that's interesting, too, he says, um, it, it'll be intriguing if certain schools aren't cleared. So let's say that you have a school like Boston College or Syracuse that I think is going to take, they've, uh, you know, it may not. Uh, they may not be completely on board come September. We're basically four months away now. So, Bowlesby's told Stadium Sports it's not that uh, it's not inconceivable at all that they could be playing in the Big Ten and not the Pac-12, or we're playing in the Big Twelve and they're not playing in the SEC. Conferences will work together, but we're not pledged to be in lockstep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I said that earlier this week. The NCAA has to be the governing body. They can't just let the SEC or the ACC or insert whatever conference here set uh, set the standard. If you want to be the governing body, you can't let just one conference do whatever they want because then you look toothless, completely toothless. Greg Sankey told CBS, playing football is important to us. President Donald Trump uh, said of any number of times has remarked about his travels to our LSU-Alabama game this year. I think there's a great deal of focus properly on what the SEC does. That's why I think it's important to me to represent we're focused on playing football as scheduled. That says to me that the SEC is going to do whatever the hell they want to do 
unless the ACC comes back, or excuse me, the NCAA comes back and says, no, that's not going to work. Now, the conferences, I, th- I think that everybody's waiting to see who's going to jump first. It's like a big game of chicken. Who's going to go first? Who's going to take that first bullet? And I, I hate to use that term. Who's going who's gonna to take that first step out into the snow with just their sandals on? Who's going to do that? Greg Sankey's point blank saying, we're going to do what we need to do to play football in the fall. I don't know if they're going to have folks in the stands, how that's going to happen, but as far as playing football in the fall, the SEC commissioner point blank says it's important to us and it's going to happen. Now the question is, is that will other conferences fall in line? Are they going to wait until the SEC does uh, what they do and see how that works? Or are they just going to be like, you know what? They did it first. Let them get the good publicity, bad publicity, whatever it is, and then go from there. John Swafford from the ACC says, I suspect if the majority of schools can play, then they should play. It's on our radar. We'll cross that bridge later. Hopefully, we won't be in that situation. Now, that may be saying that he's got a couple of schools that may be like, yeah, you know what? This may not happen. When you have schools that are in um, in a, a big city like Pitt, Boston College, you could even go with Miami in the mix. But down in Florida, they, they don't care. <laughs> They've already wrestling. Professional wrestling is an essential business in Florida. They truly don't care. So I probably shouldn't mention Florida or, or Florida State or uh, – or Miami. But I think some of the northern schools in the ACC will really have a problem with this. Maybe Georgia Tech does. Right in the heart of Atlanta. Well, Georgia doesn't care. (laughs) They've already put that out there, too. I think a good section of the South doesn't care. I'm starting to believe that. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I think that we should do what we can to try to curb, uh, you know, curb the uh, whatever's going on with the coronavirus. I get that. But on the other hand... You know, I'd like things to get back to normal, but I want people to be safe. I think everybody wants that. The question is, is that we have so many different sources coming at you at one time, you really don't know what to believe. Things that uh, there have been sources that I've trusted before that have put out stuff that I'm like, there's no way that's true, and have researched it, and it's not. So, and I'm not trying to make this a political thing. I don't want someone calling me up at 803-978-1832 and saying, well, it's all about politics and it's all about President Trump. I don't want to hear that. I just want us to be able to be successful as a country. I want to be able to have it where my children can go to school like they've always done. My uh, my nine-year-old daughter is normally the most outgoing social child that you'll ever see on the planet. Makes excellent grades in school. She comes from good stock with her mom. Okay. Her mom is beyond bright. I'm the dummy of the house, by the way. I don't have a problem with that. But she's had some issues where she's been really upset because she can't see her friends in school. And I'm wondering if, I think this has happened across the board with a lot of kids. Homeschool parents hate me on Facebook, by the way. Homeschool my kids, none of that matters. And that's fine. Whatever's better for you. But I think that, I think bringing back sports and starting this weekend with UFC 249, I think that's going to be something where people are going to watch. 
and it's going to have huge numbers because I think we need sports in our life. It's just something that uh, is a release for folks. But interesting comments there from the SEC uh, commissioner. Playing football is important to us. President Trump has any number of times remarked about his travels to our LSU-Alabama game last year. I think there's a great deal of focus properly on what the SEC does. That's why I think it's important for me to represent we're uh, to represent we're focused on playing football as scheduled. The SEC, in my opinion, from that statement, right there, they're going to play football this season. They may not have everybody in the stands, but I bet you you'll get your at least your eight conference games, probably all twelve, because when they put their nose out there and say, "Look, we're doing it," people are going to follow. People are going to follow. This gives the NCAA a chance, though. They won't take up on it because they don't want to get sued. They just want to sit back and knock non-traditional programs, you know, bust South Carolina for Brian Bowen stuff. Um, yeah, little things like that. Send out allegations or send out a notice of violations because there's too much frosting on a cookie. That's a real story. That's what the NCAA wants to do. They don't want to be leaders. They don't want to get popped on the snout by somebody because what they, they're standing on something they absolutely believe in. They just want to sit up there and do whatever it is they do, which generally amounts to about mm, absolutely nothing. But this gives them a chance. We'll see if they actually take the time and do something with it. Um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I could present this to them and tell them, look, you can... And you know what? They don't have to go on the ramp of, hey, we're going to have everything back in place. They don't have to do that. They could go the other way, but at least be a leader about it and put something out there. That way, everybody knows what we're dealing with. And I'm not talking about us as fans. I'm talking about the athletes that are going out there for fall sports. That's what they need to do. Not sure they're going to do it. Scared to death of getting sued. Scared to death. All right, that's going to wrap it up here on The Rundown this afternoon. Thanks to Matt Branscombe for joining us today. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Order the pay-per-view and watch the fights. At least watch the prelims, man. Live sports. We're going to go over that on Monday. That's your homework, ladies and gentlemen. We'll also talk about the last dance with Terrence Oglesby. Looking forward to that. More of The Rundown next week on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.